Hello. Isabella Babich. Yes. This is Jay Michaels. If I'm on the line, you're on the air. Hi, Jay. How are you? I am very well. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> how, how, how's life uh, in, in, in quarantine with you? Um, it's all right. I'm in Sacramento, California with my parents. Um, I came back from New York, and I've been here for um, about a month now, maybe a little bit longer. You're, you're by yourself during this time, or are you with your parents? I'm with my parents. Excellent. All right, good. So you're, you're not alone. That's great. Um, yeah. you, you, gave, you gave the community an amazing love letter, which was your documentary. Um, what, uh, uh, tell, tell, tell my listeners just a, a, a quick thing about the documentary and why you decided to do it. Um, so I did my documentary about the art form of cabaret, and I interviewed about eight people, all having different backgrounds um, within the cabaret community, and wanted to first learn how people define it and then why it's still relevant and important today. Um, and I wanted to do it because um, within my thesis, you can have a creative component. So I thought um, I should do a documentary. And when I was trying to think about it, I was at work, um, which I work at the Green Room 42 in the box office. And I'm also the assistant to the director of programming. <laughs> and he recommended that I do it about cabaret, which I thought was perfect because I have all this access to it and Anybody I talk to in the cabaret community has always been so open and kind that I figured people would definitely want to be a part of it. That's really interesting. So, so if you were working in the box office of Wicked, you might do a, a, a documentary on Broadway. If you were working in the box office of Madison Square Garden, it may have been a documentary on on basketball. Uh, <laughs> it was it was that simple. Um, I know I have, I have like a passion for theater, so I knew I wanted to do it, um, within that realm. Uh, I first started with like off, off Broadway experimental theater cause I was in a downtown theater class. And then, um, I just realized cabaret is kind of perfect because like you said, I was kind of in that, uh, world. You're right there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, this is what made your documentary so great because, uh, many times when, when, when we in the arts decide to, to tribute someone or something, it, it comes an extra loving thing. It's like that birthday card from your mother is usually a lot nicer than that birthday card from, from the place that you, you, you normally buy your shoes. Uh, uh, what, what did you learn about, about cabaret and about the arts uh, from doing this? Um, what was funny was when I started doing when I decided to do it about cabaret and my teacher always asked everybody you know why is it relevant why is it important and mm -hmm. I knew there was a reason but I couldn't formulate it so it was kind of perfect that in the documentary I don't necessarily have to come up with that answer but I get asked that question um, and just hearing what people had to say about why it is relevant or why it's not, but why it still has that importance to it. Um, that's what I, I learned better how to formulate why it is still relevant and important today, I guess. Um, and, and what do you think the arts here? here I'm, I'm normally, I speak to these people who've been, who've been journeymen in it. Mm -hmm. what, where do you think the arts are going to go now? You, you've, you've seen cabaret and you've seen some amazing people. 
uh, Marta Saunders has been around a, a, a way long time, and, and Sidney Meyer, I think, was around before there was even the term cabaret. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, where do you think the arts are going to go? Now that you have seen it, now that you've, you've journeyed through it for this, this experimentation, uh, if, to, if next year you were going to do a documentary on cabaret, where will it be after all of this, do you think? Um, it's a hard question because so much is kind of up in the air, but um, I know that I've been reading a lot and um, I keep up with the Broadway briefing uh, and looking at how Broadway's ideas of when they're going to come back and the date that if they were even given an opening date, um, they would take about six weeks for them to even come back um, after that. Oh, sure. So I kind of see Cabaret as that um, thing that might be able to come back a little bit sooner and um, provide artists and musicians jobs and bring in the community. Um, and so I hope it comes back sooner. And if, if anything, it's um, an aid in helping the community kind of survive this time as well. Uh, that'd be wonderful if it could <laughs> if it could come back and then come back sooner would be even excellent. Uh, the people that you met, now you, you said you got a whole cross-section of, of the cabaret artists. Uh, okay. If you could assess the cabaret artists, uh, what, if, if someone said, I've never been to a cabaret, what kind of people are they? What would you say? Um, I, well, I, there's such a wide range of people. Um, I would say kind of how you would describe just one person or like performers in general just in general i'm going to a cabaret what have you learned how are they um there's definitely uh, intimacy you'll feel a connection with whoever you go see and um it's sometimes a moment where they can take a song and give you a totally different perspective on it so you'll definitely learn um about music and how to tell a story through that. Excellent. Um, now, now you're saying intimacy, uh, which is great. Do you find a sense, uh, uh, are you a theatrical person? You, you've been involved in the theater, but do you consider yourself a theatrical person? Um, I'm not an actor, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like chatting with these people who, who live in the spotlight? Uh, Sidney Meyer, for instance, uh, as much as as much as as, as he is uh, intimate, you, talking to him is like talking to your brother. Uh, <laughs> he is indeed uh, he is indeed a, a, an impresario in nature. Uh, <laughs> did you did you feel that energy come across? Did when you say intimate, was there also a sense of theatricality in speaking to them? Oh yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Sydney, because I mean, just the way he speaks, you feel that connection and a warmth. Um, uh, I think everybody. I don't really have too much experience making documentaries, so even in the interview, I was a little nervous. But um, if anything, just having them being actors, I think they really know how to, um, or performers, I should say, um, they really know how to get their point across and do it in a way that feels like. Um, a real connection. And I already kind of had um, relationships with some of them prior to doing the interview. Um, so that made it a little more comfortable as well. Um, but what also has been nice about it is the connections that I didn't have before, I made some new ones. Oh, very good. Uh, now, now you were, you're at uh, 
you're not at Green Room 42 anymore, or you were? Um, at the moment, no, because it's closed. Well, yeah. <laughs> once it opens, I hope to um, come back. Um, how was your experience there? Um, it's amazing. Um, they're, it's so supportive, and um, I get to uh, work with the artists, and Daniel... Dunlow, who's the director of programming there, he's really taken me under his wing and taught me a lot. Um, and any ideas I have, they're always very supportive in that too. Um, and I really love it there a lot. That's great. You, I can hear that in your voice. It's a, at the moment the door is open, you're coming there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, now, you, uh, was this your first film? Um, I've made one eight-minute documentary about two drag queens in Chueca, Madrid. Uh, okay. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I made this one. <laughs> That's my only experience. Okay. So, so two drag queens in Madrid, and then and then we come here. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, when you went into this, did you have any preconceived notions that were changed during during the the filming? oh, I'm going to see these people, and they're going to be, oh, wait a minute, I didn't realize, and suddenly something changed in you? I think just from the start, um, I didn't have too much knowledge about cabaret. I mean, I knew what it was, um, but every time I went into the interview, I think I just learned, I absorbed everything, because I didn't know what what they were saying, I didn't know the answer, or the questions I asked, I never really knew the question, or the answers to. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, just, I mean, with the interview with Daniel, learning about the history of it, and then um, with uh, David Mills and learning about what it's like in the UK and what it's like in New York City and how those are different. Um, or Leanne, with learning how it's about, San, or how uh, Cabaret is in San Francisco compared to New York. Um and something cool that I learned, too, is how everybody defines cabaret differently and um, how they choose to do their show. They always kind of have their own term for it. So, like, David Mills is more alternative cabaret, and Leanne came up with theatrical cabaret and how she developed that because of her San Francisco background. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, interesting to see how each person kind of takes it for their own and how they newly define it through their own performance. Uh, how would you classify cabaret? You're saying everyone has found their own cabaret niche, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you classify it? Um, for a more general definition, yeah. so it encompasses everybody, I would say um, it's an intimate setting where you break the fourth wall mm-hmm. um, and there's food and drink, of course, uh, but the artist is able to communicate a story through um, song and word. Well, there that you go. My definition. Actually, that works really well. <laughs> um, did uh, did you have any aha moments? Did you have any moments about? And I'm not talking about cabaret in this. When when you when you finish this and you looked at it and whatever, and then you look outside at, at the world, and I don't necessarily mean just COVID. I mean everything in the world. Did you have, did did it supply you with any real life aha moment? 
uh, you know, if these people could do this, then, or, or why don't we have, did it, did it, did it make you think, is the basic way I'm putting it. When you looked at your finished product, did it make you think? Not just, oh, what a nice film I've made, but did it, did it make you go deeper in, into your thought process? Um, it definitely did. I would say when looking at the relevance and importance, um, within my major, there's people who go that do a wide range of things and they look at politics or they look at religion or law um, and I always kind of thought what I was doing wasn't that it wasn't important but it wasn't um, they were trying to like change the world with their thesis of and course. I was trying to just shine light on something that um, I really love and I think something I learned is even if you can't really put into words why something is important um and something that's more for entertainment value than um, really anything else. There's still this this importance to it um, and human connection. I mean, I think that's really what cabaret is. It's like you crave human connection. Um, and so I think that's kind of what I learned is that there's importance to things, especially entertainment, and especially for cabaret. For cabaret, it's that um, human connection that you want to feel. That's great. There, there is there is a line that, that Shakespeare has, one of my favorite lines, it's from Hamlet, where he calls actors the uh, the abstract and brief chronicle of the time. Uh, and and there's the term in Shakespeare of the fool, and he's not... He's, not, uh, he's funny, but he usually... He usually tells the story. Now, you said your your colleagues try to change the world with their with their various political views and whatever. Do you think that artists, cabaret artists, if you want to be particular, or in general artists, that with their work, yes, even the entertainment value, do you think it changes the world? Yes, for sure. Um, I think you can even just see that with music. When every when anything is. Um, there's been many moments where there was a movement that was created just through uh, artists and their music. Um, and it can be something that really brings people together and uh, show and can kind of form a unity. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think um, art can change the world. <laughs> Especially even now, if you look, there's so many more people putting out their art and trying to share because we're all in this, you know, um, in quarantine, people still want to connect, and I find that people are trying to do that through art. It's it's funny you say that. I, I saw a meme go around at, at one point saying, "Oh, you think artists are non-essential? Great. What are you doing right now? You're watching Netflix. You're 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 watching the Met. You're you're listening to Sondheim. You're doing all of this. So so I guess happily, I guess you're saying we're essential, and I'm feeling much better at that myself. Uh, what's next for you? You've now done this amazing documentary that's going everywhere. You, you, you have you now. Now you have friends in glittering gowns and and all sorts of things. What's next for you? Um, that's a tough question. A lot is uncertain, but hopefully, I can come back to the green room and take on more um, and help get 
the theater scene back on its feet in any way I can. And um, possibly casting or something else. But I know I want to be in New York and I want to be in the theater community in some way. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and uh, with such a start that you have now, you're going to take the world by storm, which is, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, you. are I have seen so many documentaries on so many entertainment topics, and and some of them are glorified love letters. Some of them are 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 you know you could see that there's a, a bent to them. Your documentary was was honest. It was focused. It was it was blunt in some cases. It really it really told a story. And to anyone who doesn't know cabaret, they would now know it and appreciate it. And anyone who does will adore it that much more. So so thank you for for that wonderful documentary and thank you for chatting with me today. Uh, thank it's you. a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, uh, of course you're you're an intelligent, well spoken individual. That that that's that's there you go. That was another given for me. Um, thank you again and, and all the best to you and and I hope to hear more from you in the future. Thank you so much. It was a joy talking to you. Thank you. I Ciao. Hope to see you in person sometime. That would be nice. I'll head over to the green room when when I can. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a great seat. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. All right. Ciao. Have a good day. Bye.